So what if we got a Megan doll that just helped me put the toilet paper on the holder? You know, I wish I thought of this sooner. She can just stand outside the bathroom reminding me. She do. She remind me of a lot of things. Seriously, Abby, put the fucking <laughs> water in the Brita. We got rid of the Brita, and that's, that's probably for the best for our marriage. <laughs> because <laughs> that was a bone of contention. We were headed straight for divorce. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. We are finally back in theaters. We actually went to a movie theater. We were like invalids stuck at home. <laughs> we're the grandparents from Willy Wonka we were just, just watching movies. There really wasn't anything to see no. in theaters. I mean, we saw what we wanted to see. Yeah, we seen what we needed to see. And we're just happy to be back. Yeah. So we just saw the movie that's a little bit taking the world by storm right yes. now. Yes. And how happy am I to have a horror movie in January to indulge in? I know. We just saw Megan. Yes, we did. I think this was the most impressive marketing I've seen yeah. for a horror movie in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And Megan herself is already like a meme like she is just yeah. like a part of our culture already yeah even before people even saw the movie truly like, like we already all knew who Megan was yes. and what she was about the second that trailer came out with her doing the dance in the hallway we loved it we were sold we were in mm -hmm. we were going to be there and i think a lot of other people were because we can say with confidence that every seat in our theater was sold out the entire theater the entire theater there were like s little solo seats here or there right but every row was filled all the way up to the front just Insane. absolutely packed and it was so fun to be in a horror movie with so many people mm -hmm. because obviously like the scary moments mm -hmm. you get that little bit of humor when everybody reacts around mm -hmm. you and the funny moments hit a little bit harder. Yeah. And it felt like we were in a Marvel movie, but for Megan. Yes. And I was like, wow, this, she really has like a fan base already. She brought a whole ass crowd to the theater. A cultural icon before <laughs> her movie was even released. Yes. I think the most exciting thing about Megan, before I get into the summary and, you know, who's in it and all that, mm -hmm. was that everyone wanted to see this movie, but no one was expecting it to get as good of reviews as it is getting. No. I remember you texted me the other morning and was like, wait a second, Megan has like a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and it has stayed at 95% or above mm -hmm. since its release. And I am just so excited that so much of like the cinematic community and like reviewers and just casual movie watchers, horror fans, like everybody mm -hmm. is just like getting together for this movie. And I yes. haven't really seen that type of like universal love, I think, since like Top Gun this yeah. year. You yeah. know, like where everybody <laughs> loves it. Yeah. So yeah, we were just really happy to finally be in theaters and to to see this. To check little... it out. Yeah. I think once I saw that Rotten Tomato score, I was like, wait, what's going on? Uh -huh. Like, I was like, something's <laughs> happening. Yeah. And Something's like, I did, yeah, I did not expect 
yeah those kind of reviews and so we're like let's go that's the same like i said with top gun that's the same way we felt because Mm -hmm. like i would have never seen a sequel to top gun unless i saw that that rotten tomato score and i was like wait everybody is loving this Mm -hmm. and so you know we obviously like watched the original and went and saw it and it became a cultural phenomenon of Mm -hmm. 2022 so it's really crazy to think that like we already have our 2023 it happened it happened yeah within the first week megan said i'm here bitches yes (laughs) she danced her way into 2023 she danced her way into the hearts and minds of america love it so just a brief synopsis spoiler free straight from google megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence a lifelike doll that is programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally designed by Gemma, a brilliant roboticist i've literally never heard of the word roboticist before so that's a new one for me it is but (laughs) google said it's real (laughs) google said it's real Megan can listen, watch, and learn as it plays the role of friend, teacher, playmate, and protector. When Gemma becomes the unexpected caretaker of her eight-year-old niece, she decides to give the girl a Megan prototype, a decision that leads to unimaginable consequences. Unimaginable. Unimaginable. This movie was directed by Gerard Johnstone, who is pretty up and coming. He really hasn't done a lot. A ton. Okay. Um, mostly in horror, mm-hmm. but not a ton. But we got some big producers on this, James Wan and mm-hmm. Jason Bloom. It's a Bloom House production. Of course. And I think the most impressive thing that I'm reading off of this Google One Sheet is that this movie was made with a budget of $12 million. What? So they must have used a lot of practical effects to to create Megan. And I'm very impressed seeing that budget. Interesting. Yeah. It stars Allison Williams as Gemma, who... We know originally from Girls, but yes. most people will know her from Get Out. She's sure. the okay. white girlfriend in Get Out. Yep. It also stars Violet McCraw, who plays the little girl Katie, and she is from The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. So she's the younger version of... Nell, maybe? Nell, yes. Okay, that's what I'm picturing. So she's the younger okay. version of Nell. Gotcha. And just a quick shout out, there is a small role played by Brian Jordan Alvarez, who is a gay icon. Yes, I was so it. happy to see him yes. in there. Yes. So, good cast right off the rip. Definitely. A lot of excitement, a lot of buzz. A lot of buzz. What are your thoughts and feelings coming out of the theater? I loved this movie. Yeah. (laughs) I absolutely loved this movie. Mm -hmm. From the beginning to the end, the entire movie, I just loved it. I ate it up. I thought it was so witty and smart. Mm -hmm. I thought the pacing was honestly perfect both like the comedic pacing and the pacing of the horror i thought just really was very smart honestly yeah and i think megan is fucking hilarious megan is already like i said like she's already an icon just without seeing but like when you see see it, it it's different it hits so different and her delivery was just the funniest shit to me yeah and it was like creepy as hell. Yep. Like it was so, so creepy, but also extremely funny. Yeah. And like to have that balance of horror and humor, we've talked about this before yeah. with other movies and that's hard to do. Yep. And it's hard to execute that the way that this was executed, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think it was honestly a flawless movie, in my opinion. Wow. Um, 
flawless flawless <gasps> i know wow look at me go. oh i know um no notes but zero honest, notes. zero notes honestly for megan but i just i thought it was great yeah the only thing that i can compare seeing megan to is going back in time and seeing jennifer's body with my friends okay back in the early aughts oh the early aughts. <laughs> the early aughts i completely agree with you that the blend of humor and horror is hard to do naturally and without force yes and for the jokes to actually hit Mm -hmm. and for everything to be consistently funny and Mm -hmm. it's also harder to do that in a campy horror movie yes because camp although it's designed to be a little bit funny Mm -hmm. and out there and goofy and you know all the things that camp is it's really easy to fail at camp. Yes. They, them is a perfect oh example. Oh my God, that's what exactly popped into my head. Perfect example where if you teeter on the edge of being too serious mm-hmm. or too scary, you lose that humor real fast because mm-hmm. it's like, am I supposed right. to be scared or am I supposed to be is laughing? Is this supposed to be funny or scary? Yeah. Right. And you can't really like have it be terrifying and you also can't have it be serious like we're talking about like really deep complex emotions and all that so i thought that megan was perfectly balanced Mm -hmm. in terms of like its tone throughout it wasn't taking itself too seriously right i also think that megan herself obviously we have yet to see if there will be like a franchise in the future or anything like that but i even just from this first movie Mm -hmm can already see that she is going to be a horror icon up there with Chucky, up there with really iconic camp horror villains. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. I can see that too. I think collectively as a society, we already decided that before anyone saw this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like you said, I think the marketing really helped with that Mm -hmm. because you could tell just based on the turnout in the theater that everybody was already on board Uh before it even started. Right. And then they just completely delivered. Mm -hmm. And so then everyone left the theater and was like, yes, that's what we wanted Megan to be. (laughs) And so now it's like validated what we had imagined Mm -hmm. it was going to be. I mean, it exceeded my expectations tremendously, honestly. I will say one thing about Megan that is like crazy impressive to me is that the character of Megan herself was played by three different people. Oh. So on IMDb, Megan's character is listed as three people, Kimberly Crossman, Jenna Davis, and Army Donald. And I'm very curious, like seeing the budget and seeing that, I like mm-hmm. I want a behind the scenes feature. Yeah, like how did they make Which, this? I don't know the last time I like saw a movie and was like, I need a behind the scenes feature. Like I was an addict for behind the scenes features as <gasps> a kid. On the DVD menu. On the DVD menu, I watched them all, especially the Lord of the Rings extended version. Uh, of course you featurettes. Did. I can quote those as much as I can quote Stop. the Lord of the Rings. And I'm not joking. Okay, meanwhile Bring me knife, bring me fork. I'm just gonna say that and drop that in there for people who, who know also what is, know what that which is. Which isn't me. It's not you. And that's okay. I'll tell you which behind the scenes I can quote. Okay. Princess Diaries. Oh my God. Yes. I was obsessed with that. And the PE teacher doing the rooster sound. I don't yeah. know. Like it was just like, <laughs> that was where I was at. I'm going to say right now too, is that like 
the Lord of the Rings featurettes, mm-hmm. not the Lord of the Rings movie, but the Lord of the Rings featurettes is why I went to film school. Okay. It's, it's literally why I'm in my career that I am in now. I never knew that about you. Yeah. Wow. And I've known you a long time. I know. I didn't think it was possible for me to learn new things about you. <laughs> you here you to are. To this day. And yeah. here we are. You proved me wrong. Interesting. Yeah. And so... I, as much as I love a featurette for the past couple of years, obviously we haven't had DVDs. We haven't had, so you really have to go to YouTube for behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't really go on YouTube that often. No, we're not hip with the kids. We're a little out of date on that. Yeah. I will, however, say that I would a thousand percent watch a making of Megan. Hell yeah. Like from start to finish. Yeah. I'm just really curious to see how they blended the tech and the AI portion Mm -hmm. of Megan and how much of it is like an actual person because she literally looked felt acted real like it it truly felt like there was a robot there and I just in general throughout the movie was really impressed with the set the pieces Mm -hmm. of tech that were involved they didn't say what year it was set in but it Mm -hmm. felt like it was you know a very plausible reality that could happen sure which i think is what makes it a little terrifying Uh uh-huh it felt futuristic Mm -hmm. but also like kind of like gave me like a handmaid's tale vibe where Mm -hmm. it was like yeah this feels a little far-fetched but also like this could could happen happen relatively sooner than we think there's probably people developing a megan like creature person robot thing right now as we speak i'm sure there is and i pray to god that they see megan and are like maybe we shouldn't do that maybe let's (laughs) cut back on some of the coding in here and cool it because i think what was so what was also so terrifying about this was just kind of of course the theme of like ai going too far yeah which is for me like a counselor and like a person like with big feelings like i'm very Mm -hmm. afraid of ai yeah because like i don't want them to have feelings right because like (laughs) that's so scary they're not real feelings because they're not real feelings and it's made by a computer it could do something like megan to where it like gets off track Mm -hmm. and like starts coding itself like if the technology is that advanced yeah shit could get real scary real fast yeah and like i just don't think about ai to be honest i feel about ai like you feel about space we're just like i can't do i don't think about it Mm -mm. i just pretend like no one's out there developing it (laughs) you're just like "Mm, that's not for me we're not doing it we won't be seeing it anytime soon the element of horror that ai produces is that like oh my god this could actually happen Mm -hmm. but also i thought it was really interesting and i don't know if i'm maybe reading into it but i thought that the development of katie's character becoming addicted to megan and also the interactions that they had with the therapist that was coming in to check Mm -hmm. on katie I thought was a really well done mocking of tablet culture. Yes. I thought the same thing. I don't think you're reading into it at all. Okay. I think that's exactly what it was supposed to be. I think it was perfect. Yeah. And I think it was for us because we were not parents. No. We hope to be eventually. It's nothing like we're like 
going to be parents soon. We talk about when we have kids, though, how we are not going to be tablet parents and our kids are not going to have tablets and they're not going to be like screen kids or whatever. Right. Because of what it does to them. Uh And like because I work in a school and I'm seeing what two degrees in child psychology. So two little degrees. Just, you know, just like just a little tiny master, a little bachelor's and a master's (laughs) in child psychology. Yeah. Um, We are seeing the effects of what tablet kids do. And I think like the tantrums Mm -hmm. and the like flip outs and like the addiction, addiction and emotional dysregulation that comes with that was really played out well in this movie it was played out well and it was like not blatant enough that it was like a like a judgment of tablet parents Mm -mm. or you know it didn't directly make a comment Mm -mm. about tablets they did make a small comment at the beginning about screen time yes which made me that got like the gears Uh in my head rolling and then as the movie progressed and as katie's relationship with megan progressed and you saw that like addiction to Megan and it was funny there was a scene and this isn't a spoiler but there was a scene where Katie talks about how she doesn't want to go back to school after her parents had died Mm -hmm. and she tells her Aunt Gemma she's like I've learned more from Megan than Mm -hmm. I have from school Mm -hmm. and you hear that from kids these days where they're like oh I learn more on YouTube than I even do at school so why do I go to school what's the point when I could just go on Google or YouTube Mm -hmm. and I thought that that commentary that it was giving of like the dangers and also just seeing the therapist be like, yo, like this kid is like, she basically was like, she's forming an unhealthy attachment. Yes. We as a society just have just accepted that like, oh, this is normal. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just give kids. Let's just alter their brain chemistry (laughs) with technology and just hope for the best. And I think like exactly what you said, it was a very subtle commentary Mm -hmm. on that part of our culture. Yeah. And it, I agree. It wasn't like slap you in the face. It wasn't like the whole point of the movie. You right. know what I mean? Like it was a theme. And I think that the character of Gemma, when she was kind of trying to justify why Megan was good for Katie, mm-hmm. is the same arguments that you hear from parents about mm-hmm. the tablets where it's just like, oh, well, it helps them calm down or we can be out in public or you know she hasn't cried in a while because Mm -hmm. she has the tap of course she hasn't cried in a while (laughs) she's literally getting like shot full of dopamine and serotonin because she's watching cartoons Mm -hmm. or playing a fun little game and the distraction of like beep boop beep bop little images and videos and and sounds and all that in this movie is completely hindering a small child from grieving the loss of her parents Mm -hmm. and i definitely think that it was just making a comment about technology in society in general especially Mm -hmm. in terms of raising children yeah i think this was kind of like showing it to an extreme of Mm -hmm. like the worst case scenario honestly and i think there's something really wonderful about movies that are able to make social commentary while also cracking you the fuck up and making you jump in your seat because you're scared. Mm -hmm. And there are very few movies that can do that successfully where it's not forced or something like they, them where it's like this whole like societal dialogue about LGBT where it just fails miserably. Yeah. Megan, I completely agree with you. Although I will disagree that it was perfect. Okay. I have, I do have critiques, obviously. Of course course I do. But I think it was, a highly successful 
horror comedy that was able to also blend social commentary Mm -hmm. and have a theme throughout that was more than just like creepy doll yeah creepy robot creepy funny robot scary right (laughs) (laughs) ha ha hoo hoo yeah (laughs) yeah Okay, so we've come to the part of the podcast where you get to tell me the things you didn't like about it mm-hmm. and then make me question whether or not I think it's flawless or not. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I had a few little issues, of course. My number one issue, and I won't go too heavy on this because she is a child. Okay. But Violet McCraw, who played Katie, mm-hmm. was just a, a very bad actor. Okay. And I feel like directors are really starting to learn how to direct mm-hmm. children to get solid performances from them. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was weird because I feel like I didn't remember her being bad as Nell no. in Haunting of Hill House. But she was really stiff. It sometimes felt like I was watching like a fourth grade play. Okay. You know, like yeah. her lines were delivered very exact. Yeah, I got you. And it was like they told her, play angry play Mm -hmm. sad Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say that like it's not her fault it's the director's fault because most children if they're directed well i'm not kidding most children as long as they're like an outgoing person Mm -hmm. you could pull a good performance out of them if you know how to direct direct them well enough we've seen that over the past couple of years definitely and unfortunately i think because maybe this director doesn't have a ton of experience Mm -hmm. That he just didn't know how to get a good performance out of her. Right. right. Which is unfortunate, but I Not thi- her fault. Yeah, not yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to shit on this little kid and yeah. be like, wow, she's ruining the whole movie. <laughs> I will say that I also a little bit disagreed with you on the pace. I thought that okay. there was a part kind of in the middle where I wanted it to be scarier mm-hmm. and I wanted it to like have a, a slower build of Megan becoming creepy mm-hmm. but it was almost like we kind of saw megan becoming creepy and then like it switched and megan was like fucking terrifying yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i wish there was yeah. just a slower build of that okay. because there was a lot of like exposition as well mm-hmm. where we were just kind of like setting up what would happen mm-hmm. in the final act instead of a like gradual natural process taking us from the first act okay. all the way through sure that's fair However, I really, I still don't think I had an issue with the pacing. I see what you're saying yeah. about it, like being maybe just turned a little, the dial being turned a little slower. Uh-huh. I could see your issue with that. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was not a make or break. So shall we do our popcorn scores? Let's do it. Okay. It's clearly a large for me. Yeah. For its genre, mm-hmm. it's a large. Mm-hmm. I think as a movie, it's a medium. I have to check my own bias here and right. just be like, if you were to put this up against Tar, Banshees of Inishir, all of that. Sure. Obviously, it's not a large. <laughs> yeah. But for this genre, absolutely, it is a large. And popcorn. I think, honestly, for me, because I'm so emotions based, I'm basing my large off of my emotions and how I felt seeing this movie right. as an experience a large for yeah. sure. I know we covered pretty much everything from the movie. <laughs> the <that>. whole movie. <laughs> so we don't have a ton to talk about in the spoiler section, but I do have like a few things. So And it's again my opportunity to share how I really feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the spoiler section of the podcast. I am just going to start by saying I really and truly do hope that there are more Megans and I'm 
basing the ending that there uh-huh. will be. I not only want more Megan, but also historically, the first installment of any horror movie mm-hmm. is usually the least violent. Mm-hmm. And this movie, one of my other critiques that I didn't really want to like go too heavily into at the beginning of the podcast was that I wanted this movie to be a lot bloodier. Okay. I wanted it to be a lot more violent. Okay. And there were scenes where it was like going that way, like mm-hmm. when she kills the neighbor with a power washer. <laughs> yeah. But I I understand that for a first installment and two pull a wider audience mm-hmm. in you need to have more toned down horror you have to be careful and this movie really leaned into the sharp cut right as mm-hmm. a murder was about to happen mm-hmm. so it was like the dog got pulled through the fence sharp cut which like i right. don't want to see the dog die no we don't thank you for cutting there yeah but you know the kid hits the car sharp cut they shied away from showing really any blood or gore and right. I, I again I totally understand that it was something that needed to be done to have a wider audience mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that there was probably more shot that they left out that was more violent sure and honestly I would have loved it I would have loved an over-the-top gory like doll horror movie yeah but I will say that this movie is exceptionally palatable if you do Mm -hmm. not like horror definitely there's nothing in this movie that i think a non-horror fan who's like a little gore shy Mm -hmm. would be upset by no i don't think so at all and i think that's probably why i loved it so much because it wasn't gory because we (laughs) i think if you haven't listened to our other horror episodes um i am not a gore fan at all yeah i'm very sensitive about it and just do not prefer to see that right so i think it was smart of them Mm -hmm. to not do that like you said especially if we're gonna see like sequels and things like that because now they've got everyone's attention Uh. and pretty much anyone and everyone who saw this movie would see megan too (laughs) (laughs) you know so i think i think it was strategic yeah um, and i understand your disappointment with that because you love gore and I so feel much. like I'm probably in like a small minority of people who were far we're far in horror <laughs> fans we are in deep we enjoy the weirdest grossest stuff right. and I understand that that's not everybody's cup of tea and I completely sure. respect their decision to keep it very PG mm-hmm. not PG I was gonna PG say 13 <laughs> not taking kids to this but no but still I thought it was um very muted horror mm-hmm. And I think that's why I wanted a little bit more Mm -hmm. of the, you know, Megan lurking and, Mm -hmm. you know, that just the shot of her sitting on the windowsill charging in the bedroom is terrifying. Terrifying. And I think they could have had more scenes like that where, Uh you know, she was creeping and lurking and terrifying in that conniving, Mm. plotting. Kind of like skulking about. Yeah, that that to me was significantly scarier mm-hmm. than any of the kill scenes because the kill scenes were so muted. Definitely. Does that make sense? Definitely. So it's not that I, I need, it's not like I'm sitting there thinking like, I need more blood. Give me more blood. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not right. I'm not saying that, but either you need to creep me out mm-hmm. or you need to horrify me. Mm-hmm. And 
this movie was like on the edge of doing both of those yeah. things, but didn't fully get there. Yeah. And I want it to fully get there in sequels. I got you. I can see that. I understand. Yeah. You're, I hear your <laughs> being a counselor. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And what I'm hearing you say is it's that a, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Megan would say. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, she had so many good, like, one-liners. Yes. Just absolutely iconic. And th- I know I turned to you, like, in the middle of the movie, or it was, like, right after. And I was like, this movie is for the girls and the gays. Like, 100%. There was something so gay about this movie. There was. And there was also, like, like you said, the girls, too. Yeah. Because there were a shit ton of teenage girls in the theater, yep. and they were laughing their asses off and i can tell you if this movie came out when i was in high school yeah oh my god like i would be (laughs) obsessed so Mm -hmm. i totally get that i think also again i know i mentioned this earlier it was not only the one-liners that megan had but it was the delivery yeah because it was like yes she was a robot and so they were delivered a little bit robotically Mm -hmm. Also, like you said earlier, Valley Girl mm-hmm. and that combination and the things she was saying yes. was just the funniest shit to me. Like sometimes it was literally like if Courtney Kardashian was a was a violent creature. Yes. Like you know how Courtney Kardashian has that very like tone, flat. like flat. Yes. Like she's just like, Wow, Kim, people are dying. Yes. Like that was <laughs> that was Megan. What yes. a what an icon. And I really do think that this movie is going to be just one of those quotable meme-worthy movies mm-hmm. where we are going to see so many clips and stitches and TikToks and everything yes. where it's just Megan quotes. Yes. One of my personal favorites as mm-hmm. far as like the deadpan delivery yeah. was kind of towards the beginning when Megan is kind of first introduced into the home. Mm-hmm. And the part about her being like an ally to parents is that she's Uh supposed to like help the kids remember like (laughs) what to do. Uh And so there's this bit about her reminding Katie to flush the toilet Mm -hmm. and she keeps forgetting. And there's like this one cut where Megan's standing outside the bathroom and she just goes, Katie, seriously, flush the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's already reminded her a few times Uh and it's just the funniest shit like the comedic timing so good is perfect i think there are a couple of quotes from megan too where she went from being funny to like bone chilling yeah and so like you'll you'll have a scene where she's just saying really funny like that like the flush the toilet like the flush the toilet scene like is really funny and then like the very next scene she'll say something that like makes the hair on your arm stand up yes we were like ooh, yes like so as it started unraveling was when it got scary you Mm -hmm. know because we started to see megan be creepy and you know the whole scene with like the little boy yeah and she's like crawling in the forest dude when she starts running on all fours i was like "Ah!" and tells him to run (laughs) yeah was like ah you know what happens to little boys <laughs> <laughs> i thought truly honestly the creepiest thing that happened in the entire movie was when she used the owner's voice to lure the dog out of the fence yes because we hadn't i'm getting chills i just got about goosebumps it. i know because we hadn't seen her mimic a voice yet right and you hear that little like teensy touch of robot, robot. Mm -hmm. behind the voice 
And when she called the dog out, I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And like, thank God they don't show the dog right. being murdered on camera. They don't show the dog's body. I was no. very thankful yeah. for that. But I thought that even though that happened very early in the movie, that that honestly, even though it was a dog, like I thought that was the creepiest kill scene out of all yes, of them. Yes. For was, that reason. Because it was so unsettling. Yeah. Because you're right. We hadn't seen her do that. And she was also off camera doing it. Yeah. And so you had to really be paying attention to hear that little touch of artificial mm-hmm. voice. And it was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And I think that's my point that I was bringing up in the first part of the podcast was that I wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. And like, if I can't have crazy, ridiculous kill scenes, mm-hmm. I want that. Right. Give me one or the other. And they kind of were in the middle and it Uh didn't like fully get me there. It didn't fully commit to her being creepy and it didn't fully commit to it being violent. Right. It was right in the middle. And I thought with just like a little hint more on both of those ends, we would have had a really like once in a lifetime type of movie. Like this will a thousand percent be something that you and I are going to watch and watch and watch and revisit and... We will be first in line to buy tickets to Megan too. Yeah. We're going to be there. We will be quoting this movie. Mm-hmm. Can I say my favorite quote from Megan? Of course. It's when she's like unraveling and like half of her face is off and she's like deranged. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like fighting her. Yeah. <laughs> she just goes to Katie, an eight-year-old child. You ungrateful little bitch. <laughs> just shitting on an eight-year-old just like shitting on an eight and she looks deranged <laughs> like her her you know face what she melted off you know what she looks like is she looks like when people would like accidentally cut their barbie's hair <laughs> like yes 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 <laughs> it's exactly what it looks like or like you know the the barbie got too close to the fireplace or something yes. it, it looked like just a completely fucked up barbie doll yes. and everybody's seen one of those in yes, their life we've all seen one <laughs> And her just delivering a line like that, just to the child yeah. she's supposed to like love and protect. Yeah. <laughs> it was just ungrateful like, little bitch. You ungrateful little bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> amazing. So that does it for us. Yes, we really and truly hope that you are able to get out and see Megan sometime soon because it is worth a watch. It Definitely. is hilarious and scary and all of the fun things. Amazing. So definitely get out and do that. I am not sure what our next episode is going to be. <gasps> to because be determined. What I had planned is not looking like it is going to be showing at our theaters. So gotcha. stay tuned to our Instagram to see what our next episode will be it might be a break it might be nothing it it's might a be mystery. a review of the last of us which is a show oh. possibly we're not sure crazy could be something okay so we hope you have a great weekend everybody and we'll see you guys next time thanks for joining us on the ride home <laughs> <laughs>